the Dragula Recap Show for Season 2, Episode 5, titled Scream Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one corpulent co-host from the Bloody Mary Podcast. Please say... Hello, uglies. To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Shut up! <laughs> is that to do that response? Yeah, that your response and everything? Yes. How you, now, now, before we started recording, you said you had something important to tell me. You said it was the most important thing in the world. You had <laughs> something, the most important information in the world to tell me right now. Go ahead. You have the floor. Go ahead. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't say it like that. Okay. Here we go. Oh, boy. Stress. Uh, okay. So uh, my girlfriend and I are starting in the new year. We're starting a podcast called Queering Time and Space. Mm-hmm which is going to be about the history of gay stuff, I guess. I don't know. So you're going to have a lot of podcasts going because you have the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. Yeah. Okay. Um, did I introduce you that way and everything? Did I say that? Did I say from the Bloody... Oh, yeah, I did. You said Bloody Mary podcast. There's another Bloody Mary podcast out there, and it's actually good. It's a it, it's about women who they watch horror movies I think mm-hmm, and they like mm-hmm. talk about them, mm-hmm. but we're we're a different one because oh, we okay. realized too late that there was another one and we're just too lazy to change it. So oh, we okay. just said Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. Oh, so, okay. but you have the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori. Yep. Uh, you we, we have this one that will seemingly never end. Okay. Yeah. That's sort of our hell just to be doomed to be covering <laughs> this show forever. Yes. And then. <laughs> There's uh we are starting one in the new year called uh Fat Camp. Yes. Okay. Then you have this um one that you're doing with your girlfriend. Yes. So are you just constantly doing and didn't you say you you and your old uh, podcasting partner Colin Hughes are bringing your a show back to? Possibly. I don't know. We'll see. We uh we are co-hosting sh- like stand-up shows so we don't know if if we'll have time. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like for me, it's just, it's just fun to do mm-hmm. like, you know, cause it's just talking with your friends essentially. Yeah. And then people listen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I will. See, and honestly, who knows if any of them will stick around. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I recently put out a, uh, an Instagram ad asking for diverse people to reach out to me that I wanted to talk to people of diverse backgrounds on my RuPaul's Drag Race show. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and as the way the world works, I got about 10 responses. Uh, one was from an actual... Cause I, particularly, I don't know any Asian people who watch the show, and I don't know any trans people who watch the show, okay? And so I'm particularly looking for Asian and trans people who watch the show who want to come on the show and talk about it. But that said, I want to... Look, here's the deal. I want to talk to anybody who's not a gay white guy. And I say that because if you're a straight white guy, that could be interesting if you watch the show. I'm talking about a gay white guy. There's so many podcasts already of gay white guys talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay? Yeah. Anybody else I want to hear from? Lori, I heard from an Asian guy. Yes. I heard from a a, a woman. I don't know. Nope. Nope. You're not going to say that. I heard from a straight woman in Australia. Stoked. Ooh. I heard from a gender non-conforming person. Okay. Great. Cool. Awesome, right? Everybody yeah. else was, well, I'm a white guy, but um, I know a trans person. Or I, I met an Asian guy once. 
but they have a lot to say about RuPaul's Drag Race. And we're like, I get it. There are a lot of white gay guys who have a lot to say about RuPaul's Drag Race. And, and, you know, and I feel badly. I feel badly. Like, I, I, you do, you, know, do you think that, that they honestly thought that would make them diverse? Was that they were like, I, I bet you don't find a lot of uh, gay white men who know a trans person. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe that they were being funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I didn't. I there. There's more than one that said that. By the way, that's hilarious. Like one was my sister is trans. Uh, let me talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm gay and white. And oh so, my God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, you know, but you're, um, you know, you and your girlfriend should come on and talk about it. Well, my girlfriend definitely knows more about it than I do because mm-hmm. she she like loves the show and mm-hmm. she watches like all of the iterations of it. Um, so yeah, she's, she would be a good person to talk to. Um, I would just be the same person I am with this show where I would just be like, what's happening here? (laughs) You know, what's so funny is I have a, you know, I have a nonprofit that I run out of a board member on there who she, this happened today. She's in Europe right now on vacation with some of her friends. Right. And she she sent me a screen, a a picture of her television screen. And she said, I know this is going to sound weird. But we're watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, we're watching the finale of season 10. And then she, she sent me a picture of her TV screen. Is that you in the TV screen? And I said, yes. That's that's me. And she was like, oh, my God, you watch what, what? Like, she was just so, I go, what did you think I did? Like, it's so funny. I had to explain to this person who I know that, yes, yeah. I, I have a whole podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. I go to the finales. It's a whole thing, right? She had no clue. Yeah. She she thought it was a lookalike. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that was really you." What have you been? What What are your? You know, by the way, we're coming up on New Year's Eve, Lori Roddenkamp. What uh-huh. are your What are your big plans for New Year's Eve? <clears throat> oh, my girlfriend and I are going to. We're going to do like a staycation. Her grandfather's birthday is New Year's Day, so we're going to Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, to like hang out for the weekend and then on new year's day we're driving up to ventura to uh celebrate her grandfather mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be but it's gonna be nice because it's the first new year's that i've actually been in a successful relationship so it'll be fun i'm excited what about you um wh- oh no i'm gonna stay home and do nothing and hide what about your boyfriend uh, he's in Whistler with his family. He's a oh oh yeah in Canada. I thought I honestly thought I honestly thought that was like a thing that like was a reason why you couldn't spend New Year's with him. Mm-hmm. Like he's I thought you meant he is a whistler. Like he whistles, <laughs> no. and I was like, oh, does that is that like a big deal? You know, now that you say that, I've never heard him whistle. Now that you say, I have never heard uh, him whistle. Uh, that's that's a shame. Yeah, so he's in Whistler with his boy with his family, and he's and by the way boyfriend. he's there he's there till next Friday. He's been gone for two or three days. I feel really <sighs> badly because he, he he doesn't have a lot of t- a lot of time to speak to me, and he called me um, last night, but I had my phone off and the battery was charging, and uh, it was in silent in another room, so I didn't even know he was calling. Oh, mm-hmm. how's uh, the re- how's that relationship going? Are you guys going well? 
seems like it's gone on pretty long. It's good. I'm finally allowed to talk about it, but not on recording. So I would actually, for everyone listening, I would actually openly talk about my relationship, but I'm not allowed to talk about it on any place where it's recorded. So right now it's being recorded, so we can't talk about it. But um, oh, okay. after the show, we can talk about it. Ooh. All right. This week, the Boulay brothers hand out a hacky cold open, take the girls out to a cabin in the woods, and invite some pretty prestigious drag queens as guest judges. The girls all go after Abhora and then create their own individual Scream Queen slasher scenes. James, das- Disasterina, and Bitch Pudding are placed in the top three with Bitch Pudding named the winner, while Erica, Clash, Abhora, and Victoria Elizabeth Black are placed in the bottom three. For the elimination challenge, the girls are forced to undergo a series of personal questions under a lie detector test. In the end, the Boulay brothers do that voodoo that they do on poor Erica Clash, whose voodoo doll is put into a twist, ending her life. Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, I would say the two, I loved the death of Erica clash. I mm-hmm. thought that was actually good. Yeah. I did think it was, a, I, I think honestly, I'm starting to think now that the, that that is like the kitchen area of the theater that they have those people at. <laughs> so I think they're just using every square inch of the free yeah. space that they get mm-hmm. because it's just like, you know, why is she taking an elevator into the staff kitchen? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's looking for Dolly who just went yeah. to go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Yeah. Also, I felt really bad because last week we didn't really talk about like, why was Dolly like, Oh, I have French fries. I know what I'm going to do. Go down to industrial size kitchen and get some ketchup. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, uh, but I thought that she did the, the act out really well. I thought it was, I yeah, thought it was a what? fun. She did do a good job. You're right. You're right. I agree. Yeah. With that. And then uh, I also liked, um, I like Bitch Pudding's death in her slasher queen. Mm-hmm. I liked, because in the beginning, I will say what I actually liked one part of it that I felt made the whole thing, uh-huh. where it tar- started out like a weird par- porno. Mm-hmm. And then and then when the guy would choke her, he, he, <laughs> Bitch Pudding all of a sudden turns into like this, like I never heard that voice before. And was like, what the fuck? Like, literally was like the biggest dude, like the lowest, dutiest voice I've ever heard. And I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I have a lot to say about that, but we'll, I'll talk about it when we get to that. Uh, I There are a lot of things that I necessarily didn't like about it. The one thing I would say, or this is an overall thing I guess I didn't like, is just I was very confused throughout most of this show. Like, I didn't necessarily get the opening. I didn't get, I was like, I think Disasterina thinks that she was going to be murdered because she she made some comments before where she was like, which we'll get to, but she, I, I just didn't get Disasterina's thing. Like, the camera uh, movement in the show was just very disorienting mm-hmm. and made me very nauseous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was just like, I don't know. I felt like it was like, they were trying to be super um filmic mm-hmm. as what filmic. as that one lady would say as alaska, alaska would say mm-hmm. um but i felt like it just came off like very rushed and just gave, it gave me even more of a headache mm-hmm. but but yeah there were moments where i i really liked it so overall i would say it actually 
it wasn't as bad. I going in, I thought, oh, this is going to be a shitty episode, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it wasn't. It still wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Um. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. All right. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I liked, and you wouldn't probably have liked this. I think it's the same guy from last season. The guy who played the killer is so fucking hot. It's it's unbelievable. He's so hot. I couldn't take my. I will say the Boulet brothers have good taste in men. They yeah. Like, they like like that like like uh, muscle twink Latin boy, which is very much my style too that I like. So this this yeah. the guy that played the killer. I was all about him. So that's one of the things I liked. Two. The guest judges. I actually, I actually like Coco Peru and Peaches Christ. I think they're very funny, and they didn't. They they seem to, to take. They didn't take the show too seriously or too. But you know, because like for instance, Willem in one of the early episodes, uh, he was being too character, too funny, too like. Oh, I yeah. don't care about this. Whereas, and Alaska last week had really nothing to say. Hecklina was good, but this yeah. week Coco Peru and I thought. Uh, Peaches Christ did a really good job as the guest judges. Uh, by the way, I want to say overall as an episode, before we get into it, and I was thinking about this immediately after I finished taking notes and watching it, I, I had very weird mixed feelings about it, in that if you if you look at the episode as a whole, it's probably one of the strongest episodes they've ever done, right? But I couldn't have been more bored. That's how I felt. Well, also, it's like... There was a lot of manufactured drama, but then oh when you got God, to we'll the heart of it, you were like, that's not dramatic. Yeah. Like that like the reasons why they were upset with Abhora were like she was just competitive. Like they were making it seem like she was being a bitch and she was throwing shade. And then when they said like and then you 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 do side comments like, Oh, I'm gonna win and yeah. I can't wait to win. And well, it's well, like we'll why get, would that be a bad thing yeah like, we'll get to that when we get to that bit but you're right but yeah it was like all the pieces were there but it it just didn't it didn't yeah it didn't work i don't know why and and i guess the one thing i didn't like i would say is the time wasting and what i mean is when they passed judgment yes they sat there and asked all those girls those questions and we had to sit through the answers oh and And it was so long and then they had to cut to the testimonials and it was just like and and then they they go and now for your extermination challenge we're gonna hook you up to a lie detector ass test and ask you the same questions i will say i literally was like that wasn't the extermination challenge (laughs) like i honestly was like wait there's more i was so frustrated because i was like oh my god like i was just like i thought i was done yeah. Well, one thing, another thing I guess I was frustrated about was like, <clears throat> excuse me, we're finding out that there's interesting parts of the show mm-hmm. that we're not seeing. Yeah. Like the Erica clash, and I didn't even know that they were like into each other. Yeah. That remember last week I said, oh, there's some information here that was more interesting once you realized what was going on. I was referring to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have heard, heard that. Dolly and Victoria, I would mm-hmm. have loved to have, I mean, even though they basically hinted at it, yeah. but I would have loved to have, like, you know, seen that more and yeah. stuff like that. And then even when they came out of the, the, which they had to show everybody exiting the door, the front door yeah. during deliberations, which is just drives me crazy. They always mm-hmm. have to show everybody opening the door, everybody walking out, them shutting the door. It's just like, mm-hmm. edit, like <laughs> edit that out. 
but they literally go, oh, okay, so let's talk about it. But I feel like we're pretty, when we talked about it earlier, we were pretty much in sync as to who was who. It's like, well, then why didn't we see that? Like, why are we now show, why are you showing the most boring version of that? Because <laughs> I, I thought that they, the judges did well, but I mm-hmm. also thought that I don't think that Drac Morton and Sothula allowed them to really do that much. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I agree I just with you. Kind of dumb. All right. This week's cold open finds the Boulet brothers doing that lazy bit where they say they're against selling out and then babble on and on while shoving product mentions anywhere they can. Your thoughts on the cold open, Lori? Okay. So here's the thing that I was confused about. <laughs> what is Scruff? Oh, Scruff. You know what Grinder is or Tinder? Yeah. It's that. But the theme of Scruff, it's for like, uh, like hairy guys or bearded guys. And he was totally not hairless. Yeah, he what was, are lock? He, he, what are locker picks? Because uh, somebody, I think, was Santos says someone's on locker picks on Scruff. Oh, I know. Oh, 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 oh. On, I know what that means. Uh, on Scruff, you can have uh, these. These usually what they're hinting at is like dirty pics of yourself, but they can be any pics you want. But you can put these pics in a locker. Okay, I don't. I don't know if that's what they call it or a vault. Okay, and then okay. if you're talking to somebody and you want to share your dick pics with them, you can live give them a, a, a access to that vault or to that to those locked pics. Okay, and then DP is that double penetration? That's double penetration. Yeah. Okay, and what is NSA? Oh, that is. I do know that. That is. Oh, someone in the chat room is going to tell us, but. Um, I hate doing this stuff. It's like, oh, sorry. What? No, 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 no. I, 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 I haven't done this stuff in a long time. NSA. Um, I think that's like. Oh, someone's gonna tell us in the chat room. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I just I didn't. Because one of the things that frustrated me was I didn't understand. Oh, sorry, oh no, no strings attached. No strings attached. Yeah, thank you. I didn't understand the the point of that guy because it was like this whole bit where it was like so like i felt like i thought i thought okay it's gonna come to a crescendo because what have we been learning about every i felt like every episode every intro we've learned something new about them we learned in the first one that they have telekinetic powers where they can kill people with their minds (laughs) you know we learned (laughs) uh i forgot what the second one was but we learned in the third one that they have uh that they're cannibals Mm -hmm. what was the second one i forgot what the second one was Um, uh go i don't know but so we learned that they were cannibals, and then in the fourth one, we learned that they're aliens who can, con- you know, again control. Yeah. But then this time it was more like control that they can control people with their minds. Mm-hmm. So it's just like okay, like it's a crescendo. I felt like it was like a thing where they were. Oh, the second one was they brought that guy back from the dead, so they can oh, bring yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. dudes back from the dead. Also, they can make a mean cake. <laughs> they can be they can make it they can start a cake yeah, they can start a cake uh well i mean really honestly the argument is can they yeah because they didn't even really yeah but so it's like what is, but then it's like oh we were told it almost felt to me like they were like we're so upset by the fact that on reddit people were saying that they had sold out that they were like we have to address it but we have to address it in a funny way and it's like who gives a shit no one was caring no one thought about it no one yeah 
but and then but and then they throw out so they do that sketch right they mm-hmm. do they have that that's fine whatever so drac morta has lipstick that she tr- she never puts on <laughs> that she like literally hovers over her like so obviously hover doesn't put on mm-hmm. like three or four times but then they all of a sudden randomly go to this dude that is apparently like a hot guy who's looking for no strings attached, double penetration dates and murder. <laughs> and they show he has a, he has a, a crossbow, uh, a bathroom selfie with a long knife and anthrax oh, DUI kit the, that says out of reach of drag queens. What? Is he the murderer? Yeah, he's the murderer. Oh, I didn't know that. But you know what? That That's, speaks to, that speaks to my point later. Okay. We'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah. 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 But sorry, I didn't, I I'm having a sorry, I I I'm sorry if I'm over talking you. But so the what I was trying to say was like they don't mention why they're interested in him at all. And then at the end you find out, oh, he's the murderer. So it's like, well, did they hire him? Were they looking for oh, somebody to murder? Like what why? Yeah. Well so, also, wouldn't you if you think about it, if if we buy into the reality that they they found this guy on Grinder. That they filmed these death scenes. That they, he came there. Wouldn't they just have that guy murder Erica Clash? Yeah, I would just murder. And then also, uh, well, we'll get to it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they have. Uh, so they they do that. And then also, I just want to say, yeah, his FBI most wanted is FBI wanted poster murder ten thousand dollar reward the description of him is bottom into dp so, wait that's on the, the all this is on his grinder profile on it's I mean, on his, his scruff, pro, scruff profile it's on his scruff it's all the pics that are on his scruff mm-hmm. the last one is he has an fbi most wanted poster and it says that the description of him is that because he's wanted for murder which you know what doesn't what doesn't how does the, how that doesn't make a guy horny i don't know uh-huh. but he he puts that that up as like a a way to promote himself, mm-hmm. and then he uh, it says as a description it says bottom into DP. So if a guy is going out with a guy and he goes, "I'm into DP," they could be like, "That might be the killer that the FBI is looking for." <laughs> yeah, but then that speaks to what I was saying. Okay, I've talked about this many times on this show. They need to figure out their world. Because the world that yeah. they've built makes no sense. So that let's get the logic here. The logic is they went on Scruff, okay, during this commercial they're doing, and they, they but they, they didn't even they got an alert. They didn't even go on it. They uh, got okay. an alert. They got an alert, and this guy was messaging them that he's a bottom who's in the DP, and then as they're going through the pictures, they're oblivious. What is going to buy us? They're oblivious to the notion that he's openly putting in his Scruff profile that he's a murderer. Okay. Uh-huh. So then they're like, oh, yes, we're into this. Clink, message back. Okay, I'm just buying into the universe. But then they go to the mountains. The Boulet brothers go to the mountains. The drag queens are there. And they're told, you have to film these fake murder scenes as if you are in a murder mis- mur- murder movie. Yeah. Okay? And so they film these fake scenes. But then the murderer is the actor in the m- fake scenes? Yeah. And then they try they try and show a sense of uh like fear. They I think what they told the the people was to like try and like pretend like possibly like this is real. 
but the only person who really stuck to it was Disasterina. Because mm-hmm. Disasterina says at one point when they're do when they're all like ganging up on Abhora and they're all kind of doing that, she goes, Well, you know, all this drama is happening here and there, and they should be careful because the murderer is lurking in the background. But that's like before mm-hmm. the before the filming. So they're not even like they're not even worried about it. they're just all at their like outdoor grotto yeah which by the way did you see that aerial shot that they did which i thought was beautiful but they had that aerial shot where they show where they're filming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. their part and then they show up and it's literally like behind some bushes in in a tent well yeah that's what it, it was beautiful but it was one of these things where it's like it was like it wasn't consistent with this show that's that's a shot that you would see in like survivor you know, where like, yeah. where Jeff Probst is like, 13 contestants, 8 weeks, 30 days, 114 challenges, this is Survivor. And then the helicopter, like, he flies away on the helicopter. It was like yeah. one of those kinds of shots in a show that cost $5. Yeah, it was like, what money did you spend on that shot like, that you had to pull from something else? Well, they because... bought, like, like, their friend goes, I got a new drone? We should yeah. try it out. Yeah. Well, and then also, yeah, it's just so that opening bit just didn't. I didn't know. I don't know. I just, I felt like it was like a last minute thing yeah, where they, they were like, we got it. We want to do like a funny bit, but then we yeah. also want to introduce the murderer. But then they didn't, they didn't, it didn't like fit with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it, did, it didn't it, fit what they were doing. They were, and again, they were in their shitty apartment with the pumpkins in the background. And uh, which, by I, the way, how cluttered is that apartment? That, that apartment has so much shit in it, and that yeah, I cleaned it for the the videos. That's the cleanest that apartment has ever looked. That's the we know that perfect, looked. and it's just and that shitty it's apartment. still a crazy looking apartment. It's a crazy looking apartment, and it's just it's it's craziness. I um, think it's fitting with my theory that I got from last year when I when they went to the houses of those drag queens is that I feel like every drag queen is a hoarder. <laughs> You're probably right. But I feel the bit that they did has been done better so many places. And we know, I think it started on Wayne's World, you know, yeah. they, where they did that bit on Wayne's World. All right, let's move on. Uh, somewhere in the woods, James Majesty, Victoria Elizabeth Black, Disasterina, and Bitch Pudding casually walk down a street in the mountains as if they just arrived there by magic. They stop in front of a random cabin and wonder, as if they don't know, who will be showing up to the random spot in the woods. Lo and behold, Abhora and Erica Clash stroll up to the group, and everyone pretends to be surprised that Dolly was eliminated the week before. Next, the Boulet brothers step out of the cabin to announce this week's challenge. The girls will be performing an individual death scene that they will star in. They're supposed to feature some wig company in the scene, and then the Boulet brothers introduce the week's guest judges, Peaches Christ and Coco Peru. Lori, your thoughts on this uh, opening with the girls? I thought, well, first off, I was super frustrated with the opening again because it's like they have they have this like really scary opening where they show the, uh-huh. the cabin. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like dramatic. And then you hear screaming inside and all of a sudden they just, then they pan to these, the, the drag Queens walking up very casually, yeah. just going like, Oh, so, you know, Oh, this reminds me of the, the second episode. It's like, yeah, yeah it, cause it's the exact same cabin. <laughs> like it's the exact what happened, same location. What happened in the second episode? What? What happened in the second episode? Remember they went to the woods and they had to be like monsters and that was when uh they did the paintball fight. Oh, and was it the same cabin? 
It was the same. I think they just repainted it because the the where they did the deli- where they did the uh not the deliberation but um the after that where they talked to the actual Jackings that mm-hmm. is the exact same pl- area that they did they yeah, did the I last. For- time. Is it funny that I already forgot about episode two of this season and that was only three episodes ago and I'm like what what are you talking about? No, I've forgotten a lot. I didn't even remember what episode two was about until I was like <laughs> I think that's the same cabin. <laughs> But, um, but no, but like, it's like, so there, I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like they're trying to set up, like you were saying, they need to get everybody on the same page because Mm -hmm. I feel like they're trying to set up the scary factor of this Mm -hmm. show. But then every single time they get to the drag queens, the drag queens are just so blase about it. And they're Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, so, oh, this is a fun area. Oh, this is whatever. And I'm sure like somebody, some producers like, could you just mention that you're afraid? So one of like James, um, I think it was like James Majesty was like, oh, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid because of bears. And then uh, Bitch Putty was like, well, I, I like bears, so I don't care. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah okay well then show. great so i guess there's nothing to worry about but wasn't that in the that wasn't the, the boudoir though that was in the beginning that was in the beginning and then disasterina says the thing about how the murder is out there and then james majesty brings up again about how she's worried about bears oh, and okay. then james uh bitch pudding says she's just worried that a bear is going to try and fuck her which i was then like <laughs> okay so then she definitely wants to have sex with bears like that's that's definitely a dream well, that you, james that uh bitch pudding has had well, you know she's talking about the type of gay guy called the bear not actual bears oh okay well <laughs> It was funnier for me that she actually legit <laughs> wanted to have sex with bears. Okay. So what the thing that pissed me off about that opening when they walk up is they do this every fucking week. But you know when they take them out of – I guess when they show up in the theater and do this, even though I know it's so fucking fake, I can buy into it a little bit. But the, yeah. when, when they had to drive two hours outside of L.A. in a van all together and then they walk up and go like, oh, so – uh what do you guys think happened last week? Who do you think went home? And you're like, well, see, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily had to drive because re- re- when Victoria, remember when they drove up, they're like, oh, this gives me flashbacks to the trailer, and then Victoria's like, well, at least I got to drive up here. So maybe they drove themselves. But even if they did, Lori, Lori, they give, they give it. Away. Oh no, I they still, give it away I still later. believe they that, give it yeah. away later in the boudoir. I'll tell you why in a second. But okay, so then they have the worst acting. Like they, they don't know who went home. Um, okay, we like we find out later that Dolly and Victoria Elizabeth Black were quote unquote physically in, uh, intimate or something. No, it, well, physical interaction. They had a physical interaction. Well, you're both of me, them. You're, you're telling Which, me they don't know, but we'll we'll get to that later. The point is, it's the worst fucking acting. And my favorite part, and this comes up again later in the boudoir in the conversation. But I want to break because the first time it comes up is Abhora is talking about Dolly going home. Yes. And this is when she floats the theory that, okay, I would buy if she said, I don't think Dolly wanted to be there. I think he just threw in the towel. <laughs> but her theory is. That, I have the quote. I have oh, the do you first have the quote? Okay, do the quote. Yeah. Do the quote. What does she okay. say? She definitely knew that I was in trouble. And I don't know if she had personal reasons, but she was trying to martyr for me. And then she goes on to say with bitch pudding, yeah. who they, I, I gotta be honest, bitch pudding is just like, she is just taking it in stride. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she tells bitch pudding, I didn't write that one down, but yeah. she tells bitch pudding that she goes, 
uh, Dolly paused mm-hmm. and she, I think she allowed me to get in front of her and I took that chance, which to me was like, it wasn't a fucking race. Uh-huh. It was eating like she did, you know? Like, yeah. Like if it, I would understand if it was a race, if mm-hmm. you guys were running and she's like, yeah, she paused and waited for me to pass her, yeah. which was the analogy that Abhora used. Mm-hmm. It, oh my God. And then also Abhora said something that, Oh, well, I'll get it too when we get to the grotto, I guess, yeah. or the board, boardwalk. Just when I, when, when I, <laughs> yeah, boardwalk is the right word for it. When <laughs> I, when I heard her say that, I was like, this bitch is ridiculous. Uh, also, did you clock all the t-shirts they were wearing? Yes. Yeah. They, well, it, uh, since I noticed it last time, I think I, I should have gone back in, but I was just like, yeah, they're really going all out with yeah. those t-shirts. James Majesty was wearing a Boulay Brothers shirt. Um, yeah, bitch pudding was wearing an Amanda Lepore shirt. Was like a legendary drag queen trans artist, and then Victoria Elizabeth Black had on a Loris t shirt, which you must have loved that because we know how much you love Loris. Ugh, yeah. I feel like Abhora is like I. I feel Loris is like Abhora makes Loris look like Vander Von Odd, like with <laughs> with her personality. Like yeah. I just, I I would rather have Loris any day at this point than Abhora. All right, let's move on. In a makeshift makeup station situated in the woods, the girls apply their makeup and go after Abhora. The reasons are not made entirely clear. Apparently, she was a bitch during the week, but Victoria Elizabeth Black is really upset about Abhora not bringing any flesh-toned makeup palettes with her. Laura, your thoughts? So, first I would like to say, so the quote that I was going to bring up earlier, which made me laugh, was, I see, this is the thing that annoys me about Abhora. Okay. Is that she says within the same sentence, she'll say <laughs> one statement and then completely reverse herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if she were to answer a a test, which she did, event you know with the with the um and the uh what should I call it the, the finale. If she were to do a test, she would just if it was like an A B C D test, she would do all answers. Yeah. Because she just doesn't, she wants to have both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. So she tells, because Bitch Pudding asks her what it's like to be in the bottom. And she immediately go, says that she's out for blood now. Mm-hmm. Which annoys the crap out of me when people in competition say that. Because it's like, this isn't a blood sport. It's just a competition show. Like, yeah. calm down. Mm-hmm. But she goes, I've gotten to know everybody. And I've come to like everybody. But now that I know them a little bit better, I actually hate them. <laughs> What the actual fuck? <laughs> like, I just was like, come on, Abhor. Like, I just don't understand her thought process. Uh-huh. Like, she just can't, she just is like, she just literally will just do a 180. And then I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if, because they, you know, they had the whole thing about how she said that she had fully forgiven bitch pudding. Yeah. And then they said that she was being deceptive. I wouldn't be shocked if next episode she has an even bigger issue with bitch pudding, <laughs> or somebody in the sh- somebody in James Majesty. She just all of a sudden hates. You know, like I wouldn't be shocked if like that's the case. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh. Uh, but I will say, yeah, to give her credit, yeah, that one of the things that annoyed the crap out of me, yeah, was all of them ganging up on her because. But it felt for it felt produced and forced. 
it felt produced and forced. And also they did it. The only thing that they said that she said, cause they kept saying she said side comments, which I was yeah. like, what are the, and also one of the, it was something I brought up earlier, which was like, show us yeah. like, you never show us the side. Co- like this, this whole fight apparently happening that we are not seeing. Yeah. And then the only thing that they say is that she said that she wanted, she wanted to, um, She's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass in the competition. I can't wait to win. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to beat everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yes, it's a fucking competition. Yeah. Like, of course, that's what you would do. Mm -hmm. Like, why is that a bad thing? I get so that's like literally there are a lot of pet peeves of of competition shows, Mm -hmm. which is why I usually don't watch a lot of them. My biggest one is people getting upset for other people who want to win the competition. Yeah. Like what? You don't want me to win? Yeah, it's like why do you think it's like why do you think other people are here? They want to win, mm-hmm. so they go like, oh, like uh, uh, there are a lot of t- where they're like, you're you're not great and you shouldn't even be here. You should just quit, just go home. Which is what James said. He's like, if you don't think you deserve to be in top three, you should just go home. It's like, okay, dude, <laughs> like, of uh, go fuck yourself. Like literally, like you're not the judge. So uh, I don't know. You were really, just, you were really uh, worked up by this boudoir scene. Well, it just was so manufactured. And then also, what I loved was it was it's so telling that it was manufactured mm-hmm. because literally the cameraman has a moment mm-hmm. where he's uh, J- James Majesty is help is going to help Disasterina with her wig, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Victoria is talking to Erica Clash, and there's a moment where J- where the cameraman has to decide between to, to zoom in on the James Majesty Disasterina conversation mm-hmm. or the uh victoria erica clash conversation and you can see him literally like go like uh erica clash victoria like he just decides yeah but then here's the point deal, on them is you've answered your own question here you've answered exactly what's going on the show is low budge so they only really have one camera and that one camera can only focus on one thing at a time and i think what they're saying is abhorra is savvy enough when the camera's on her not to make the side comments, but when the camera is off of her, that's when she's making the cunty side comments. But going to what I said earlier, the, the show, again, it forgets itself. And when Erica and Bitch are talking, um, no, no, I'm sorry, uh, Erica and Victoria, when Erica and Victoria are talking, they talk about how um, Abhora has been a bitch all week, which means that yeah. they're all talking during the week. Yeah, they all they're they're all chit chatting, probably in a group message chat and everything during the week. So they know exactly who's not going home and who's. They know all that already. They know what happened in yeah. the elimination challenge. They know all of that stuff. The other thing too is that's weird because they're in such a tight confined space for this week. Is James, Erica, and Victoria are talking shit on Abhora, and she's literally. Two feet away from them. She's literally the, like the next. She, I th- I was like I I honestly think she's like literally a, at the other side of the table. Yeah. Like I don't even think she was like two. T- I think she was literally like a, the other. Because at one point, bitch just says, "Hey, look, she's right here. Just say it to yeah. her face." Yeah. <laughs> like because it's just like I think they're literally. It's just, but that's. Honestly, I have a feeling. I think you're right. I think they literally were just like, "What do you think about talk about Apora for a while?" Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because you can tell they're trying to. Like, and then like James is like, "Uh," and then Victoria goes, "Yeah," and then she doesn't even bring a flesh tone color palette. 
See, that's something I was ex- confused about. Why was that such a big deal? I don't know. I think what I think I think what they don't really say it explicitly. I think what Victoria is trying to say is you knew what the challenge was because they didn't dress as a monster this week. They dressed as yeah. normal girls, essentially, right? Yeah. So she's like, you knew what the challenge is, and you came up all the way up the mountain, and you brought monster makeup, and now you have to dress like a normal girl, and you have to borrow our makeup. Oh, That's what I think I she's saying. I think she's saying, why did you bring monster makeup? You know what the challenge is. And then I guess poor must have said, I don't own any flesh-colored palette tones. I don't know. It was, a, it was a really, really, really weird, weird. And then Victoria just kept harping on that. And then, like... I didn't, but here's the funny thing is then Erica and James are like, we always talk to you about what a cunt you are, and then you say you're going to work on it, and then you keep doing it, and then Abhor is like, you're right, I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. Abhor just looked defeated. Yeah. She just looked like, she was just like, I, but then it was weird that she said that because then her, she was super mellow. She's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on. But then when she was talking to bitch, she's like, yeah, I, I feel like I just got to start. I just got to start getting bloodthirsty. Yeah. And I just got to start taking bitches out. Or, you know, it's like really like vicious. It was like, but it was so monotone. I honestly think she's just like going through some personal stuff right now. Yeah. I think which so you too. can tell. But it's like, you know. I don't think, I don't I, I don't think she thinks she's playing a game and, and she didn't realize it wasn't as well thought out as she thought it was. All right, let's move on to the floor show. This week's floor show consisted of each of the girls performing in their own death scenes. First up was James Majesty in what's called Vibe Killer. Now, in this one, James is some sort of Coachella going teenage girl, which by the way, Coachella, if they're in if they're in Big Bear, Coachella is still like a, an hour away from that. Like they're nowhere near Coachella's in the desert. They're in the mountains. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I just need to ride the Coachella's down the street. And you're like, what? There's, what? That doesn't make any sense. But yeah. um, she's in. So what happens is she's, look, she tries to hitchhike. And then the, the now I, maybe you can help me clear this up. Because you seem to watch this more carefully than I did. She asks a car for a ride and the car just takes off. Is yeah. That, does that same car then turn around and run over her? Or is that a different car? It's the same car. Oh. I don't know if they meant to have it be a different car, but it was the same car. It was just like it basically turned it like drove up, turned around and then hit her. But there was really no reason for it like that. I felt like was the dumbest death because it was just like there was no like. First off, you didn't see the killer. No, you didn't. So I have a feeling that it was he was probably like I could do I could do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I can't do Thursday. Oh no, they shot they clearly <laughs> they like, shot it oh. in one dot night because James is doing it at magic hour and the rest of them are in pitch black with shitty lighting. Yeah. You know? So I have a feeling that he probably wasn't able to make it at that time and they were like, All right, well let's just put him in let's just have a car hit James Majesty. Yeah. So uh but also I will say that like one of the things that really frustrated me was when she like ran up to the car and like put her whole body on the car and hit the car. I was like, Oh, there's no way you, how, how do you expect somebody to hitchhike or give you a ride when you're going to like assault their car? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that's the but thing I that will say the acting most. was the most naturalistic of them all. Really? I thought so. Cause the other ones were just such, we'll get to it. it had a lot of dumb drag queen humor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she even said she goes fine. I'll show you my tits. Like yeah, but that and that's like the least offensive drag queen shitty humor that I saw in the whole thing. 
Uh, all right, moving on. Bitch Pudding was in something called The Last Tent on the Left. She's making hard. She's trying to put up. She's for some reason dressed like she's going to like uh, a Def Leppard concert, but she's like in the woods trying to put a tent up. But she keeps making those dumb like, oh, I have to pitch a tent, and then yeah, that was annoying. This is the first one we see the killer, right? Yeah, and the killer is like, oh, hey, and they start making these really. Uh, not even no wait no sorry the first the next one's erica clash oh i miss erica clash the next one's erica clash she is the the virgin homicide oh i don't have that okay yeah 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 erica clash is in the virgin oh i see it it's in the virgin homicides and okay yeah i was to say about that yeah she's in the virgin homicides she's dressed like she always is the same stupid japanese anime character and the kid comes up to he's like jogging right yeah well so she walks up this path she's looking for the for hollywood Again, for the, the hollywood hills which is like okay she's looking for hollywood she, boulevard hollywood hills yeah. kind of makes sense she's looking for hollywood boulevard and she's in the mountains yeah and just like the weirdest thing i felt like this is the dumbest death because the guy literally go, ro- runs up to her shirtless with like black gloves on mm-hmm. and is like hey do you need help and then all of a sudden she goes oh hey how are you and he goes oh do you smell fish She's like, what? He goes, I love the taste of fish. And then he starts to eat her neck. And it's just like, what? And then why was her blood blue? I guess it was like fish guts. Or maybe that's just who she is. Because when she died, she was bleeding blue. So maybe she's just, that's her character, has blue blood. I don't know. It was really, really, I thought it was so dumb. It but was, it was that, yeah, that was the dumbest that was one. So, that was one of the laziest ones. Because it was just like, it was literally like, there was no reason, you know, like I know that none of them really had a reason, mm-hmm. but there was like, it, even if you were just to be like, Oh, you know, uh, do you need help? And then it's like, Oh yeah, I'm lost in the woods. It'd be like, Oh, I can help you find your way. I can help you find your, your the correct route. And then mm-hmm. he just like pushes her off the hill or something, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, just something like, I don't know. No, just, yeah, I'm trying to say, Blade Brothers hired me as a writer. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they really should hire us as writers. I'm not even lying. No. Okay, next is, now that's the one that's Bitch Pudding that's in the last pudding, tent yeah. on the left. And she's she's trying to put a tent together. He comes up and he starts making these, like, really, they're going to fuck, essentially, right? That's what I say. It's like, it's basically like a porno because he's like, hey, I'll help you. He, like, grabs his penis. He's like, hey, I'll help you pitch a tent if you, help, if you pitch mine. Yeah. And then she pulls off her uh, shirt and it reveals she has ass, assless chaps mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he's like, you like it rough? And then he starts to choke her. And then that's when she goes, what the fuck? Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Okay. So now this is where I'm going to jump in for a couple of reasons. One, that joke worked on you and it's funny and ha ha ha. But that joke by drag queens doing the deep voice is so hack. It's so overdone. It's time for that joke to die. Okay. That really? Is like, yeah. That joke should be murdered by one of these, these scruff guys. Okay. That joke is so old. It's like, I think it's actually, I think RuPaul on one of the episodes was like, okay, we need to, maybe it could be one of the shows too, I don't even know. But it was like, okay, we're enough with the deep voice. We get it. You know, we, we've seen that. It's not funny anymore. Really? Okay, yes. Next. Um, okay. This is where I want to have a weird talk here. I and lost my virginity at 27. Pardon me? Was that the weird talk? What? Oh, I lost, lost my virginity at 27. Oh. To a woman or to a man? To a woman. I've never actually had sex with a man. But do you remember that comedian, uh, Gar- Grant, um, 
Cotter? Grant Cotter wanted to have sex with you so badly. He did? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, we can't get into this right now. Okay. I mean, I pretended we pretended to be boyfriend and girlfriend one time. <laughs> no, I, I, I will get into this later. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say is he's wearing uh, shorts with the Scruff logo on them, right? So, yeah. Okay. So we are doing, uh, okay, product placement with Scruff, right? Yeah. Do you think Scruff wants to have it out there that you could meet a murderer on their app? I honestly don't think they thought it through. I honestly think they thought, oh, this will be funny and it'll be whatever. But to be honest with you, yeah, I think the guy played it actually kind of uh, good mm-hmm. to the point where if I was Scruff representation, I would have watched and been like, that guy's genuinely terrifying. Oh, no, no, <laughs> like, no. He's, he's not a bad actor, actually. He's actually a pretty good actor. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think if it had been more campy, mm-hmm. I think he would have, it would have been better because it would have been like, oh, yeah, it's obviously a joke. But legitimately, there were a couple of times I saw it where I was like, I think that guy genuinely is trying to choke out bitch pudding. Yeah, like, no, I was I just... know. he was really good. But like, that would be if like, if like a sizzler. Uh, sponsored uh, uh, Dragula, and they did a whole show where it's Sizzler everything, and people were getting food poisoning. Yeah, everybody was choking, and then they were being like taken over by aliens. It yeah, was like then, their and, buffet and, has, you know. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, the buffet has bugs in it, and they're getting food poisoning and stuff like that. And she's just gonna be like, uh, I kind of feel like that, like Scruff, that'd be the one thing you don't want your app known for is that they, that you're gonna meet murderers on there. They're gonna be wearing literally your logo. the one fear. Yeah. I feel like there's really not another fear for dating apps other than like, <laughs> You know, other than like not meeting, like getting your heart broken, or but like legit, I think the biggest fear is like I will meet a guy who will kill me. Yes, and they literally, literally do the one fear. Actually, using the app Scruff, I was in Malibu, right? Okay, and this is a true story. Okay, this guy, it is like the Joe Batan's dream. This guy hits me up on Scruff, uh huh. Right, and I'm only like a mile away from him or something like that. Right, two miles away from him. And he's like, I want to have sex right now. And he sends me pictures. And the guy is so attractive, right? I don't believe him. Uh-huh. I say, you know what? Send me a picture with your shoe on your head, right? Just like something weird. And he does. So it really is him, okay? Okay. And he has, he said he has, oh, he has, he was, I hope you can handle this really giant penis. And he sends me a pic. And it is like, Lori, like the biggest penis I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, Jeez. and again I go, uh, send me a picture with your left hand upside down. Like I don't believe it. It's again, I get it's it's legit. He legit looks like this. This is legit him, right? Okay. And then he goes, I go, I'm in. Where where are we doing this? He goes, come over to my place. I'm all cool. I go, where are you? He goes, well, actually, I'm home visiting my parents. Um, but they have a big property in the mountains of Malibu, up this windy road. But I'm not in the main house. In fact, don't go to the main house. I'm in like a, a trailer that's like far away from the main house all by myself. Come there and knock on the trailer door and we'll have sex. And I was like, I just did. I just ghosted him. I was like, no, thank you. I didn't. <laughs> I, can you end? Like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll drive up to like a, a, he's all because he even said we can be as loud as we want. No one's going to hear us. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, this guy's going to murder me. And so I blocked, you know, I blocked him. I legit believe that that is actually the, 
the thing because that just seems so spooky. Yeah. But you know what I find hilarious? Because I've been like thinking about the flip side of of things where it's like, like I I truly believe that that's the case. But wouldn't it be funny if the guy's like, God damn it. Like literally I picked a guy that I honestly thought was so desperate he would fuck me. (laughs) I... I did. I went through hoops to get him to believe that I was the person I was. I'm hot. I have a giant penis. Yeah. I just why? It's like I can't. I can't pay for this shit. Every single time I tell them where I live, I try and be as specific as possible, and they don't come out. (laughs) Is it me? Do I smell? Yeah. Is it like what is it about my location? I thought Malibu. You know, like <laughs> silence. Yeah. We can be as loud as we want. Seclusion. These are all things that you need for great sex. Yet yeah. nobody's taking my. Co- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I just. Oh man! All right, um, let, let's move on. Disasterina and rehab massacre. Oh, okay. This was awesome. So this one, I did not understand. I honestly feel like this season to me. I feel like there have been times where they're just like let's just throw somebody a bone and disasterina this was her turn because they were like they put her in the top three and i was like there's no fucking oh, way she i have an answer for you right i have an answer why she was in the top three but go ahead uh so she first off i don't even think she understood her character mm-hmm. it was all over the place and also Co- coco peru or was that that's her name right yeah the comp the comedian drag queen yeah she she was like i knew exactly who you were you were a model you were whatever but it was like what else was she because i a i didn't know she was a model yeah I didn't and b i didn't know all i knew was that she was drunk yeah and then they, she goes into this long-winded thing which again the phone you know where she's yeah. calling her friend barbara and is she already at the rehab is she like in a place in transition to the rehab has she and left the rehab actually I, I got the impression she left the rehab and was at some place after leaving the rehab oh okay i needed- thought she because she was like i can't do the the cabin in the woods out here, the camp in the woods. So mm-hmm. that's why I thought that she was already out in it, it, still in the rehab. Mm-hmm. And so then she, uh, she, um, she says that she's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she talks about her cat, which was like a weird, like side like a pussy thing. Joke, yeah. And then the guy brings, uh, so he brings a croissant and she goes, where's my caviar? Which is like, that's your din that's your breakfast a croissant and caviar yeah (laughs) and then very like uh like open like uh, like out in the open like shows the the knife and then pretends then goes on to stab the cat yeah and which leads her up so he's stabbing my pussy i know so uh and then stabs her apparently which i will say that one thing that bugs me that bugged me about victoria and her death yeah was that they they get hit somewhere on the body, mm-hmm. yet they have blood all over their face. <laughs> so they get stabbed. Like Victoria, when we get to Victoria. Victoria gets stabbed so hard in the chest, yeah. apparently that he has to like literally put his foot on her body to pull out the the axe. Uh-huh. Yet the only thing we see is blood on her face and like artfully sprayed on her face. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same thing with, uh, with disasterina. Her cat gets, her cat is bloodied up. She gets stabbed in the stomach several times. Yet all we see is blood on her face. That seems completely logical and reasonable to me. 
also, can I point out that, yeah. like, this was another thing where I was super annoyed because I forgot to mention this in the beginning. They, first off, they show a very long, very unnecessary, uh, like, quote-unquote, runway of all the looks. Yeah. Then they get to the murders. Yeah. Didn't need it. Which, which is, like, why? Like, what was the point of that? Why did we need to see these? We got like, cause it was like, oh, we could see your character. It's like they showcase their character in the beginning before they get murdered. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It shows Anyways. all over the place. I know. All right. Next we have Abhora and Selfie. Uh, I have that exact, I had, or my family had those exact same, those exact lamps that were in the kitchen. Oh, did, they, did they really? Yeah. <laughs> the lamps that are there. I was like, holy crap. Those were my family lamps. Yeah. So I don't know why I felt like I needed to share that. <laughs> so what were your thoughts on Abhora and Selfie? Uh, I'm torn because I don't like Abhora and mm-hmm. I hope she goes away soon. Mm-hmm. But I actually didn't necessarily dislike this death. Mm-hmm. I thought as plausibility goes, it had the better of the reasons, which is that he was like, I want to. I need to use my phone. My car broke down, and then mm-hmm. he kills her. Mm-hmm. And also, she was a selfie uh, person. So I did. I thought it was funny that she took a selfie right before she died. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. I thought that was a funny thing. Mm-hmm. I will say that I agreed with um, uh, Coco Peru that I don't think she dressed like a woman. I think she, like they said, I think she dressed like a drag queen, drag queen's version of a woman. Yeah, but you know. But I, I thought overall, I thought it was her best. Yeah. That's the best you can get from a horror who doesn't even have flesh color palette. Yeah. But you know, but here's here's the thing is, uh, I want to, a horror, you're right. It was one of the better ones, if not the best one. Uh, it had a story, it had everything. But I think the reason that they chose the bottom three was completely not arbitrary, but had nothing to do with the challenge. Really? Yeah, because I think they just wanted to ask Abhor and Erica about their hooking up, and they wanted to ask Victoria Elizabeth Black about hooking up with Dolly. And if you think about it, they oh. can't. They didn't, they didn't have any questions for Disasterina, and they can't because they even say once again the show is not consistent with their world. They, um, Drakmorna actually tips her hand. We'll get to that later in her passing judgment on Disasterina, and says, "Oh, it was weird because you're doing a character doing a character." When she's critiquing Disasterina, she says, it's so good because it's layered. You're doing a character doing a character. See, that's what frustrates me about this is that it's like, it's obvious that like, this is like a performance thing for her. Like, even when they, they two, both times they've now said like how, I think they've said it literally every fucking episode, but Mm -hmm. they, two people said it to her today. And you could tell that Disasterina was just like, no, I'm good. They were like, edit, edit your shit edit mm-hmm. it and it's like no this is like her performance art like yeah. this is literally like he's just getting hard like all day because he's just like oh yeah this is me you know playing a woman and it's yeah. like you know just get rid of him he's not a good drag queen he sucks I, yeah. at it i feel a lot of artists are like that that they just feel well and maybe comedians too when you give comedians notes is oh. i am an artist and i am right and they will fucking they would rather die than change their minds if you want to see if you want to see a comedian get super frustrated, ha- tell a stand up comedian to take an improv class. 
that is the funniest shit ever. Which is funny because I, I don't want to do stand up anymore. But if I did, but even for this, I think an improv class would only help me. Yeah, no, but see, the problem is, is that because improv is all about finding the truth and finding the comedy and the truth and mm-hmm. letting scenes breathe, mm-hmm. and comedians are all about getting to that funny thing really fucking quick and yeah. being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. I one time, I I don't know if you remember, I can't even remember his name now, but I one time had a friend who was like, he was not a very good comedian, mm-hmm. but he was like, um, he was definitely one of those guys who like always had to be on and always had to be the center of attention. Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh, I'm taking a groundlings class. And I was like, Oh boy, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> idea. And I was like, how, okay. I was like, well, I, and I told him, I was like, just be like, you know, patient and let mm-hmm. scenes breathe and blah, blah, blah. Literally the next time I see him, he was like, Oh yeah, I, I had to, I have, I'm in a lawsuit with groundlings because <gasps> I want my, my tuition back. Cause he was like, I literally was in for like two I think it was like I don't even think he lasted a full class. He was in for like two hours, uh-huh. and he was like, I guess apparently the teacher told him that he wasn't as funny as he thought he was. Oh no! <laughs> he was just oh, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, oh god! Oh. You gotta tell me off the air who that was. Do I know this person? I can't remember his name to save my life. I think if if I if I could find a photo of him because he used to do a lot of stuff with Bill Word. Oh, he did. So I think you would remember him, but I don't know if I. I wish I had a photo of him. But yeah, he. Oh, he's a nudist. I don't know if you ever. Oh no, I don't know this. No. Okay. All right. He's the the final one we have Victoria Elizabeth Black in Ranger Danger. Uh, this is the one where she uh, we I didn't say what the other ones were actually, but in last ten okay in rehab massacre, uh, Disasterina is playing this model who's in a rehab and she's bitching about either getting there or leaving, and I think we talked about that one. Yeah, yeah. And horror and selfie, she's in the cabin and she's talking about how shitty horror movies are and how do these people in the horror movies not realize they're in danger? And then a scruff jogger comes in and. Uh, and is like, hey, can I use your phone? And she's like, okay. But then she just randomly tells him you're ugly. Yeah. Which, by the way, is like, why would you say that to a stranger? Yeah. Like, who, who just asked to use your that, phone? But see, those are two things with James Majesty and with Abhorra. They both do two things where I'm just like, you guys are just being dicks for no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then, and then he, the killer, it's always the same killer, by the way, strangles Abhorra with a phone cord. And now finally, we in and, 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 and Rehab Massacre, the killer plays a waiter, even though he's wearing yeah. scruff shorts and no shirt. Uh, Victoria yeah. Elizabeth Black is in Ranger Danger in this one, again, with the shitty fucking puns. Her, <laughs> she, needs, she can't light her firewood and she makes a whole bunch of like thick wood jokes and stuff like that do you have uh do you have alexa do you have a alexa device i do but not in this room why okay i was listening to <gasps> oh, this oh yeah 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 me too okay go ahead yeah 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 same thing happened to me i what, was what listening to this say? what did you say my, uh so i it's because it kept saying uh alexa turn on fire which probably will now it will now say something but it's the I didn't find a device named Fire. Yeah, that's what, that's what yeah. mine said. That's what mine said. Yeah. So I was like, uh, and it said twice. I was like, oh, God. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it happened to me, too. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So, well, first she said, she said something like, I, I told that bitch at the Four Seasons or something. It was like, <laughs> what? Like, did she tell the, the bitch at the Four Seasons to get her a hotel and she got her a cabin? Because I don't think the Four Seasons books out. Like, I don't think they find you other places to stay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But I could see like a rich idiot being like 
uh, calling the Four Seasons and being like, uh, "I want a, I want a cabin in the woods. Make it happen." <laughs> and don't you think when she showed up to this shitty cabin from the front that she would know that it was not a cabin in the woods? Yeah. And then she, so she, like, also, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious that he had a shirt on. Like, it was like, why does, why even put a shirt on? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, But then she, so he, he goes, he goes to hit her with the axe and she runs out the front door. But I was just like, well, that turned ugly quickly. Like, I literally was like, she has really good reflexes. Because she went from, like, literally almost blowing him to, like, oh, I gotta get out of here. And why does she think that you could call a ranger, a park ranger, he's gonna come over and chop your wood? Well, apparently he did. So, you know, I can't argue with that. Oh, I I got that that wasn't the ranger. That The ranger's on his way, but she thought it was the ranger. Oh, I see. Well, maybe it was the same thing with the Four Seasons. Maybe she just called the ranger and expected it to happen. <laughs> yeah, she thought you were in Four Seasons. He's like, Park Ranger's office. Hi, Four Seasons. I want a yeah. cabin in the woods. He's like, what? Okay. What? You got okay. it. Uh, all, right. all right. It's coming. Okay. You know, ma'am, this is, uh, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, Gino's Pizza. What's that place you go to in your family? The Italian place? Oh, Zito's? No, what's the, the, the Italian Oh, Luigi's? Place? Yeah. Uh, hey, this is Luigi's, ma'am, in Anaheim, yeah. California. Yeah, oh, Luigi's. <laughs> hey, you know what? Someone like you called asking about a 12-inch pizza and our driver neighbor came back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. You know, we actually, uh, we have a thing where we just send, uh, we send a, a corresponding delivery driver with a pizza. I currently have my Thai, chi- my thai uh, driver sending out the Thai chicken pizza, so... <laughs> It's a new thing we're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything else about the deaths that we did, the death scenes that we didn't cover? Uh, let me see. I think I had notes, so they weren't amazing, but <sighs> No, I don't think so. I I think just overall like again the the phone conversations that they had were just like it was just like why you know why yeah like nobody talks on the phone like that yeah yeah it was, so it was dumb um but yeah i i i honestly feel like if they had cut out the runway look mm-hmm. i would have been more ex- i would have been more uh receptive to the deaths but because i had to sit through like five what felt like 20 minutes of runway mm-hmm. uh, them just meandering through the woods I was like, just get to the death. This is a show that's supposed to be half an hour long, and they stretch it to an hour. But see, what it why? It's like, I don't what? know. Like, it's like, the thing that boggles my mind is they're not under contractual obligation to well, make no, a show. I think, this season, I think they were, because this season they were without TV in Canada. Oh, So okay. that one they might have to have an hour show for. But they should have done but a half hour it's, show. It's also like, okay, well, if you're going to make it an hour, show us the interesting shit. Yeah, so. because you could do it in a half hour if you if you just pre- you, you drop the pretenses that there's this like they that they don't know what it is. You have the Boulet brothers come out and go, girls. You had like in Great British Baking Show, you had one week to do this. We want to see the looks. You know that everyone. The theme was you know uh, this. Yeah, immediately or jump just to the don't floor tell show. Them. Or don't tell them. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Or don't tell them. 
You're right. Or just don't, or do either, but yeah, do one or the other. Do either or. Just say, or just say, hey, we're going to tell you the look. Just don't come dressed as the look. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the people from Drag Race know a little bit about what they're going to be doing mm-hmm. when they come in that day, but they're not dressed up, like half dressed yeah. like the thing. Yeah. You know, like they're not like, oh, I'm like, I got my makeup on. You know, yeah. it's like, no, they show, you know, so like either formulate a plan and then put the makeup on or just, you know, so I don't, it's just uh, so weird. All right, let's move on. After all was said and done, the Boulay brothers deliberated with the guest judges and then passed judgment. During the judgment sessions, James, Disasterina, and Bitch Pudding were on top, while Erica, Abhor, and Victoria Elizabeth Black were on the bottom. The bottom queens were asked some very personal questions. For the extermination cha- extermination challenge... The same questions were ha- uh, uh, asked of the girls, but this time they were hooked up to a lie detector test. In the end, we learned that Abhor and Erica phys- were physically interacting with each other, while Dolly and Victoria did the same. We also learned that Erica had been sexually attracted to a family member. In the end, Erica Class was last seen getting on an elevator when the mysterious hands of the Boulay brothers manipulated a voodoo doll of Erica Clash. When the elevator doors opened... All that was left was a mangled heap of flesh in shitty Sailor Moon clothes. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode, on the judgment, on the extermination challenge, anything? Uh, well, for, for starters, I just the door thing when they're coming out of the door. Because, like, literally they have to open the door, let everybody walk out, mm-hmm. shut the door. Like, that just drove me insane. Yeah. Um, then the del- I felt like the deliberations didn't really, like they didn't really do that much, you know? No. Um, but, uh, oh, one thing I was going to say was, I felt like when they did the, uh, did, uh, okay, so did you pay to, because I, I didn't really write down anything for the, for the difference between the test for the, the, the questions they asked at the barnyard mm-hmm. to the questions they asked at the lie detector test because yeah. it felt like the only thing that they added was the Erica Clash, are you, were you, have you ever been sexually attracted to a family member? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they added that. I don't know. I felt why like they that added was that weird. That was weird. Here's the thing, too. I think they missed some very good comedy because I do think the one funny bit that they had was Peaches Christ asking Victoria Elizabeth Black if if Victoria thought Peaches Christ was pretty. This may affect our friendship. This may affect our friendship. Do you think I'm pretty? And then they bring it up to Victoria. Do you think Peaches Christ is pretty? And that was actually legit funny. But it would have been funny if they asked it of all three of the girls. They should have. They didn't. And then also, I thought it was funny that Victoria goes, I actually do, which is weird. And then (laughs) Peaches was like, why is that? You're saying it's like a weird, like, I thought that was funny. But, uh, But I actually was like, I thought I first I felt bad for Erica because I felt like she knew that she was getting kicked off because they asked her they asked her if she thought they didn't ask anybody else if they mm-hmm. thought they were deserved to win. Yeah. They asked her in your soul, do you feel like you deserve to win? Yeah. And I felt like that is such a dick question mm-hmm. because it's like it's I, I've been fired from a lot of jobs. So <laughs> and, and every single time I get fired, I've been like do you honestly feel like you should be working here it's like no obviously not i hate this shop but you know i like money so that's why i'm working here 
So it's just sort of that kind of thing of like, I think it, I think it would help you if we fired you. Yeah, you know, you're welcome. <clears throat> but um, uh, I kind of felt like it was a little bit mean towards Erica. Like they said the thing about the sexually attracted to the family member, which is like. I felt like that was a little bit leading because it's like that could be a cousin that could, and that's not like you yeah. didn't act on it. It's yeah. just like, oh, I find this my cousin's hot or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah. The weirdest stuff was that I just I don't I don't understand what they meant by physical interaction. Yeah. What did that mean? Because they would say they were very explicit when they said we did not have any sexual uh uh interaction between us we did have physical in i think abhorrent erica said physical intimacy i think they said physical and then and then uh victoria said physical interaction and then she said that her and dolly were sister wives which i don't know what the hell that meant yeah because in in the mormon thing the sister wives have sex with the husband but they don't have sex with each other no so it was like are they are they having sex with the same guy or are oh. they having sex with each other? Good question, actually. Thank you. Or maybe you're having threesomes with the with the guy. But then they wouldn't be sister. But then he said they never and had sex. And then they would. And then they would be having sex. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I so, don't understand. I mean, with Erica, because it's like a physical interaction is like we've had physical interactions. Exactly. I've but if somebody were to say, like, "Have you ever had sex?" You know, like, have you ever had sex with somebody? I would, Joe, I wouldn't say, uh, well, we've had physical interactions. I would just say no. Like, because yeah. the physical interaction is like a hot, it's like you touch some. So I, I don't know. Well, here, here's the other thing, too. I'm probably thinking that there's some weird, like, Bill Clinton-esque, like, parsing of words here. Oh, well, definitely. So I, I bet you they made out. And they feel that because they made out, that doesn't count as sexual interaction. Oh yeah, probably. Maybe they, I probably it's something they blew each other. Probably because, like, well, like I say, I, I was going to say earlier, I've never had sex with a man, but I've I have given a man a blowjob. Oh, you see, there you go. You don't consider that having sex. So I think it goes yeah. down to the definition of what they consider sex. So maybe yeah. Do- it could be that Dolly and uh, Victoria only made out. It could be that they gave each other hand jobs. It could be each other they blew. We don't know. Because we yeah. know they were physically, they had a physical interaction. That's all we know. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But I thought that was weird. And also, I just, I, so for a very long time, yeah, I was super interested in other people's personal lives, right? <laughs> and that's something that I still, like, you still have that thing where you're like, oh, I wonder if who they're sleeping with, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. But, like, I took it overboard. Like, uh-huh. I would be, like, I would be the adult, like, the 26-year-old at the party who was like, let's play Never Have I Ever, <laughs> you know? Because like, <laughs> uh-huh. I did, I wasn't sexually active, so, like, other people's, like, sex life was super interesting, oh, interesting. to me. interesting. Go ahead. So like I would just essentially live vicariously. So I would just be like, oh, I wonder what they're who they're fucking. I wonder what they've done. You know, like so I would ask like really personal, mm-hmm. intimate questions mm-hmm. about people, mm-hmm. which you know I still I still have that to a point. But it's like now I think because I did it so much, I recognize it in other people, and the fact that like grown adult men 
are like asking these very personally sexual questions to people. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, really? Do you really care if Erica's been a top? Like, does that really is yeah. that really something that's like super fascinating to you? Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like it was a little like, ugh, like I don't know. I could see that they were getting off on it. You're right. They were just very yeah. curious. I uh, think it was just like, oh, like ooh, hoo, hoo. like you know, she's been a top. Well, also you know? here's the thing. Look. Knowing their type and having seen Erica as a boy, Erica is very attractive as a boy. So maybe they're attracted to Erica. He's kind of, he's dark and uh, could be Asian, could be Latino. I can't tell what he is. So, um, well, you know, I can look up what their real names are. But, but um, uh, okay, you know, one of the things I also wanted to mention, I forgot to mention, is during the deliberation when they're talking to Peaches Christ and... Um, Coco Peru, and they're not trying to throw shade at all, by the way. Uh, they're actually being serious. They say to um, them at one point, well, it was great having you, and we for this acting ca- challenge, we could think of having nobody else but you. I'm like, really? Yeah. You, Meryl Streep? You know, but Robert she- De Niro? You couldn't, like, some of the greatest, uh, Dame Judi Dench? You couldn't. But also, uh, it was like, well, they didn't even really let them talk. Oh yeah, like Erica, it was like we, Erica Clash is named Mikey Torres, so he's Latino. Very in their, uh, very in their okay. wheelhouse. Go ahead. But I was what I say was like they didn't even really give them like that much stuff to to go with. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you really you wanted their expertise, and I th- also thought it was weird that they were like. <laughs> You guys heard that re- applause. That was genuine. And it was almost like, who gives a shit? Like, why Why do you care? Like, why were you so like, hey, they really liked you? Yeah. You know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that was so weird. It was so weird. Well, I, that yeah. concludes this episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next time when we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct uh, the next episode of Dragula Season 2. So, for Lori Rockingcamp and myself. So long, uglies. Shut up. <laughs> Lori Rockingcamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. If you haven't already, you can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The Dragula Recap Show is an Afterthought Media production.